And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome day, and I uh, hope you're having a great start to the week. It's Monday as I'm recording this, and uh, you're probably listening to this who knows when, but we're off to a good start the, uh, so far. It's afternoon time, and uh, still haven't showered or anything yet. I'm hoping to get a workout in. We'll see if I actually do. I, I, keep, I keep doing this. I keep like saying, like, oh, I'll do a workout. I think it's like really hot, and I, I will. I will do it most times, um, but it's like, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon in California. And that's like the absolute worst part of the day to do it. Um, so I might do it. I might not, I might just shower today and just, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, I wanted to share with you some really interesting stuff, um, that we just went through, uh, or literally are walking through right now. And I thought you might get some, some good uh, value out of it for yourself. And that is the value of checking your, uh, really diving into your stats. And it's something that we talk about a lot with our team. Um, we talk a lot about this with, uh, people that we coach, um, that are not on our team, of course, and really through and through, um, I would estimate that like 50% of mistakes that are made in a funnel, at least that we see, like in a marketing funnel and an acquisition funnel, probably at least 50% of them, the mistakes that are made, have to do with not reading your stats properly. At least that's what we see. I'm not saying that's for everyone, but that's that's what we've noticed a lot. And that, I feel like that's really fascinating. That means that, you know, if that stat is roughly true, that means like half the time people are making changes to their funnel that they shouldn't make. Um, or changes to their, and you can think of your funnel if you're not doing it online yet, think of your funnel as your acquisition process, right? Um, so that means like 50% of the changes that people make that we see are literally wasted energy um, and potentially wasted money too. And that just comes from people not taking the time to truly understand what's happening and trusting their feelings more than data. And you know, one of the beautiful things about doing this online versus doing it strictly offline is that the data is really, it's much easier to get than if you're doing, doing it all offline, right? If you're doing it all offline, most people don't have any, they don't track their data whatsoever, which is incredibly silly and naive. Um, but 
one of the reasons that you might not do it offline is because it's, it can be difficult, right? You have to literally manually track it somewhere. Um, whereas in online stuff, most things you can set up to, you know, like if you run ads on Facebook for, per se, like you can go and look at your data um, and you just have to know how to curate it, but it's already there. And if you're running, you know, funnel metrics from any funnel building platform, they all have statistics stuff in there that you can just curate the stuff and put it together. So there's really no excuse to not do it other than just not willing to put the time in to learn how to decipher it or even curate it. But what's interesting is like we've had quite a few, um, you know, people on our team, for instance, that they're about to shut a funnel off or make a uh, macro level change to it and when they because you know they're like oh well i haven't recruited anyone off this funnel in two weeks or four weeks or whatever any any time frame and you look at it and you're like well you know actually this thing works really really good you're just maybe in a you know maybe you're just in a dry spout uh because you're only spending an insanely small amount of money and your ebb and flow is taking a long time or you know what have you or maybe they're like oh well this this thing is, um, you know, my, no one's applying for my team. So it must be, you know, this, this, or this. It's like, well, maybe it is, but what does the data tell us? Right. Um, or I think I should make a new video. Well, why do you think you should make a new video? Right. And let the data tell a story. So here's the example that that I can give you right now. So today we were looking at, uh, this morning, we're looking at, um, uh, one of our really good funnels that produces an application. Um, so this is a very high level application that we would take in for, um, you know, for rebels programs or for our team. And, um, and so we have a lot of, uh, a lot of ad sets going to this particular funnel. Um, there's a fair amount of budget behind it. And so there's a lot of data to look at. And so, uh, um, uh, one of our, one of our guys basically broke, broke the data apart, um, into like, eight week segments, um, one week at a time, um, times eight. And then he did that for every single ad set that we were running, which is incredibly, <laughs> uh, beastly of him, but he did that. And the reason that he did that is because we had a, a two, I think if you remember like a couple weeks ago, I, I gave a podcast about the ebb and the flow because we were literally in an ebb. We were in a down downward, like poo pooville. And uh, I didn't actually give you an update, but we actually shot back up, um, as expected. Right. So even though I recorded that podcast during the ebb, during the downtime, I said, hey, in a few days or a week, we'll probably pick back up. And we did. And boop, it's right back up. Well, a lot of times it is ebb and flow. And um, in a lot of ways, it looks like that's what happened there. But when we went back through the data, um, there was a very measurable ebb downhill. And we saw that. Well, that also happened to be the same exact week that we made a macro level change to... Um, to how the applicants are processed. So when someone actually hits submit on the application, um, you know, that, that, that applicant obviously gets sucked into our system and then it's delivered into the right area to the right strategist, all these things. And we had to make a shift and we had to change the way that it was working, right? Um, so we made this shift and to the user experience, there really wasn't any, you couldn't really tell, right? Like it looked a little different, you know, the application looked slightly different, but that's it. You know, you couldn't really tell any difference whatsoever. Actually, nothing you could not it was what was happening behind it right so like how it was processed from a technical standpoint how it was automated how it was delivered to the strategist um or, or the team member all these different things and the day or the week that we implemented that new application thing was the week that the ebb started and it went just down in the toilet and on first glance it was like oh my lord like that 
caused it, right? Um, and I'll give you even more uh, juice for the fire is I actually had a very large superstition about that application thing that we were using. It was supposed to be a lot better, but I had a lot of doubts about the the technical aspects of it. Um, and I voiced those doubts a lot. I was like, hey, I, I, I don't trust this. Um, you know, we have to keep a Hawkeye on this thing. And, you know, it's one of those things where you, you keep a Hawkeye on it, but you also have to wait. You also have to let it, literally let it go for a week or two just to see, to give it enough room to stretch its legs. And so it's kind of one of those things where you just got to do it. And, um, and anyway, like I just told you what happened, uh, that first week it went downhill. And then the second week it actually kind of stayed about half that week was downhill and then it picked back up. And so we're looking at this and it, the initial pass of the number says that change in the application ruined everything. But when you dig further we actually found that it didn't. In fact, it's about the exact same thing, the exact same performance as the previous application. And we could tell that by finding, by digging in further and saying, okay, how many people hit the offer page versus how many people applied? And percentage-wise, it was actually the exact same as previous to the change. But if you didn't look at that stat, offer page to application, where if you just looked at lead, like front-end lead to back-end application, if you just looked at that stat, you would have said, oh, well, the new application sucks, right? It ruined everything. But when we dug in further and said, when you, well, let's look at the offer page to the application. It changed nothing. And the user had zero, the user and the ad network had zero indication or knowledge that the application changed. So basically the front end of the funnel was completely untouched and unchanged. So nothing could change there. Just, just that one application was, and the back end was unchanged completely unchanged in statistics so basically what that meant is that the application had nothing to do with it it was it was either one a sincere ebb and flow or two something changed that wasn't the application like something something in the ad network changed, or the ad got fatigued or what have you and so that was incredibly valuable because you guys i'm telling you if we would have said oh wow the application thing ruined it Number one, we would have gone back to the old application. And number two, we would have had to get a solution to the problem that we originally developed a new application for. Does that make sense? Like we, we obviously changed applications for a reason. So we'd had to develop a new solution to that, which was is incredibly time consuming. So we would have literally wasted a ton of energy. One, changing it for absolutely zero reason. And two, and then thinking like, well, where's the results? Because we went back. And then two, we'd have to come up with a new solution to the original problem. So tons of wasted energy could have just been had, had that one statistic not been dug into. And um, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I wouldn't have probably dug into that statistic on, our, on my own. I may have, maybe, but it would have taken me a couple of extra days, maybe a, maybe a week. Uh, it Maybe at all. I don't even know if I ever would have thought of it. Um, it was one of our internal team members that thought about digging that stat up and putting it in the spreadsheet I was looking at. And so it's, I mean, that's a little lesson in like having an internal team once you, once you can, um, I, you know, just so you know, like for a long time, we just had, you know, very basic level contractors working for us. Um, and so that's fine. It's what you do. got to do in the beginning, but if you can get some higher level people on your team, eventually on an internal perspective, do it. Um, cause that's how this came. But regardless, the point is the statistics and, and 
just get in the habit of digging into it. Let the data tell you a story. Sometimes you don't want to look at it. I'll be honest with you. It's, it, sometimes it's almost better to live in this like kind of ignorance because you're like, well, if I just don't, just don't look at it, it'll get better. And we all know that's dumb. But, you know, we're all human and sometimes I, I don't want to look at it, right? Like even looking at that spreadsheet this morning, I'm like, ugh, this sucks. Like I don't want to look at this stuff. Like even if the numbers are good, I don't want to look at it. Um, and uh, – but anyway, just just huge, huge – I mean I can't even – it's hard for me to quantify how much time and money we just saved by literally looking at the stats right. Um, I mean it's it's – we just saved massive amounts of manpower. Um, I, probably an entire work week for one person. Um, and, uh, prob- I mean, I don't know, probably a ton of ad spend because what we would have done had we not looked at this is we would have um, changed it back and then run another week or two of ad spend back to it and then been confused as to why it didn't fix itself. So we wouldn't have wasted the ad spend because we, we still remained profitable during this whole thing. But, um, but it would have been like not as good as it should have been, and then we would have had to have another person on fixing the original problem. So just just amazing how much how much wasted energy could have been spent had we not looked at that. And uh, once again, this is this is more of a lesson for me than it is uh, me teaching you. I'm just telling you what I've learned today and just trying to pass it on to you. So don't take your data lightly. Um, I promise you, if you're taking a high level of action or if you're running a high le- even a medium level of action or medium level of traffic before you do a bunch of stuff just just take a look at what the data is telling you and um, allow that to be your to be your guide so anyway hopefully this helped and if it did uh leave a five-star rating leave a review down below it's the number one way that you can uh, uh help help us get this word out um, and even if you don't want to get the word out for because you want to keep this to yourself um uh number one a rising tide races all ships and the better <coughs> that we can help this industry become a legitimate uh, legitimate way to uh, have a career, the better for all of us, right? Um, the least amount of uh, pushback that you get on, you know, if, some, if what you do is legit or not, the better. And we can do that by getting this type of message out there that we run this like an actual company does. And, um, and you can get that message out by leaving a review, leaving a rating. That's the number one way that uh, these podcast apps um, serve these podcast to potential listeners and again the the classier that this industry is perceived as the better we all are so leave a five-star rating leave a review down below and uh, and number two it'll make me really happy too so with that hope you have an amazing day talk to you all soon